Hello and welcome to At First Glance, a podcast where we take a glance at movies, television, comics, let you know if it's worth a second. I am your host, Jeremy McKinley, joined by Maggie Blue. And today we are talking about The Dropout, uh, the new show uh, miniseries, uh, eight episode miniseries. Uh, show ran by Elizabeth Merriweather, who you who you know from uh, New Girl. New Girl, yeah, good show with Zoe Deschanel. And uh, this is an eight episode miniseries chronicling the life, or not the life, but just the whole thing, the whole debacle with Elizabeth Holmes and her company Theranos. Theranos, a revolutionary yeah. idea of a company of Theranos. It was definitely a revolutionary idea now. Whether the whole whole thing was uh, revolutionary is uh, something else to be said. Uh, do you know the basic story just around Elizabeth Holmes? Theranos was a... Well, so Elizabeth Holmes was 19 when she dropped out of Stanford and started her company Theranos. And Theranos is a culmination of the word therapy and diagnosis. And she had this idea of you could do all of your blood testing with just one prick of blood. I think it originally started as like an armband or a patch or something. And then you would, from that, be able to tell if you had like diabetes. And it was supposed to be like, or anything. And you were supposed to be able to, it was supposed to make healthcare more accessible. They could take this to the battlefields. They could take this to, it was supposed to be more affordable. Anywhere in the world, just you could at home test your own blood. Which was an idea I don't think that was like the first, she was like the first person to ever think of it. It was just like the science wasn't there yet. But she was saying, yes it is, I've got a great idea and I'm going to drop out of college and use my tuition money to start this company. And got a lot of amazing investors and a lot of people on her board through like family connections and just different things through her pitch of, I think ran before she could walk i guess and yeah she definitely ran but she definitely uh put the cart at least a good five to ten years before the horse so the science says where because i think this is i think they said that like the science was like 10 years away from like and least... she was told by that by her like stanford professors when she would br- bring up this idea there's this this professor that she brings up the idea in the show i don't know what her name is in real life i forget the character's name or whatever mm-hmm. but um that she was like this isn't gonna work this is not feasible but she was like i'm just gonna go for it anyway because i feel very passionate about it and i think it, i can make it work and so she did have people tell her like scientists tell her like just stay in school and like learn and see you know test it out here you have a long way to go just pump the brakes it's gonna be okay and she was like nah i'm Mm -hmm. good i mean to be fair she did have a uh something tragic happen to her in college that definitely i feel like could i think it was like yeah traumatic experiences and like maybe like pressure to to she definitely had a lot of ambition and i felt like put this pressure on i don't know if it was like self-inflicted pressure or whatever where that came from but definitely wanted to create change yeah she definitely wanted to be the next steve jobs i mean on top of the way she dresses which is like the all black and stuff and 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 she even lowered her voice register to to appear more masculine but uh, she actually like in the show anyway i don't know if it's real but in the show, she has like a in like episode one, you see she has like a poster of Steve Jobs on her like bedroom She did. Wall. She had an obsession with Steve Jobs, and she modeled her a lot of her company. I think she called like the first one of the first um, 
models of her of the machine of the Theranos machine like after like an, the iPhone or something like that even mm-hmm. like she definitely modeled her company and her ethos after Steve Jobs which I don't really know why she I think that that was a mistake because Steve Jobs definitely put design ahead of the technology which I think is okay in the tech world but like when it comes to to the health field it doesn't work the same like because he was like I want the outside of the machine Steve Jobs is known of being saying like I want the outside to look as pretty as the inside Mm -hmm. and like has everything I want it to all look good and function whatever like I have people smarter than me working on Mm -hmm. working on that part of it but she felt the need to be an expert in everything I think and mm-hmm. I think that she, like, didn't, like, the, I think in the health world, it, I think she did do a really good job in terms of design. Design, You know, yes. like, how it all looked, how it's, it all felt, and, but, and, I, and I think that's what, what she thought. She was like, well, it all looks really good, so. Yeah, because she spent so much time I succeeded. on design, and, like. She, was more, she hired like the same also, people as Apple. Like she got that Apple, designer, got that one designer, and also she spent. She seemed to be more excited about how things looked. Yeah, even like and years, it was all really good ideas. Like she was like, these are the the popsicles that their kids are gonna get after they get their fingers pricked. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, that's a really good idea from an outside perspective. If it all, if yeah. the technology, yeah. All but works. The problem is she she like was putting so much wrapping paper on a present that wasn't gonna actually work. I think uh, I heard this one guy say, like, it's like if you make a beautiful kitchen, but you can't cook and you have no chefs. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's, a that's actually a really good analogy. Let's uh let's hop into it. So we got Amanda uh, Amanda Seyfried and what I think is probably her. Is it oh, Seyfried? I thought it was Seyfried. Seyfried? Seyfried? I don't know. Okay, I'm gonna say. I was Seyfried. like, have I been saying it? Wrong? I'm gonna. I don't know. I'm gonna I say Seyfried. Just to uh, hopefully she doesn't kill me, um, but yeah, she's really good in this. This is probably the best um, the best project she's been in because I feel like she's one of those mm, actresses. Mean Girls Forever, but whatever. yeah, but this is her on front and center. That's a Mean Girls Forever. That's what I. I love Mean Girls, but she's not <laughs> Regina George. Yeah, she's Karen and she's great. Yeah, but she's not Regina George. She can tell the weather a little bit. I know. Anyway, <laughs> she's fantastic in this uh, in this show. I think she's a quite good. She's one of those actresses that's always generally been better than what she's in. And so seeing her in this, this is like, this is the, she gets to stretch and hit all the different things. And this is definitely, we're definitely in the era flawed female protagonists that like get to shine as like these very questionable, complex, characters, complex, yeah. like, like questionable ethics. You know, we started off with, you know, like gone girl. And then it's kind of like, like taken off from there. In terms of popularity, where now we're getting more like I mean, there's actually gonna be another movie. There's gonna be a movie on yeah. this with uh, with J Law, right? I heard that. Yeah, the one of the the reporters that was like one of the, I think he worked for like the Wall Street Journal or the Washington Post. I don't know, but John Kerry Wu, John Kerry Wu, he like wrote a book called like Out for Blood in Silicon Valley i think they're making a movie on it with jennifer lawrence but i'm not yeah. sure yeah I've, I've heard that too but yeah this uh this elizabeth home story is actually it's pretty popular right now it's definitely in the in the talks but yeah uh show wise i think the show is is, is uh, pretty darn good uh very solid i i think that it could have done a little more though like i feel like maybe one more episode and i don't mean to stretch out a story but i feel like there were 
some things that didn't feel as developed as they could be. Like they kind of like hinted things that were like, oh, what's that about? And they and they give you an, another piece of it, and you're like, cool. And then they're like, what's the third? What's the final part of that? And then they. I think there's just so it. much of this story to tell that it was hard to condense. But yeah, yeah. I definitely like. I I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. That by the end of it, I was like, and then like I wanted more, but yeah. I was like, I feel like maybe that's a good thing. End on a high. Yeah, uh, for but sure. But I do feel like there were certain characters that I wanted to see more of, especially like the designer that left. Remember yeah, that character? <laughs> I don't remember. The no... designer. The designer was in there for a single episode. Uh, there are many characters that were in there for only an episode or two. Her parents play like a a more important role in the first couple episodes, but then they kind of just disappear for two or three episodes and I forget that they're there and then they kind of show up occasionally. And I remember you uh, like, like having an, uh, an idea about them being this or putting this pressure to be successful. I, guess. I love that. Yeah. So it started with her dad worked for Enron, I guess. And yeah. then didn't, Obviously, you know, what happened with that happened, happened. and then he lost his job, and then she became, like, the next, and I think, I remember hearing, like, her family came from, like, a family of, like, had, like, a history of of success, and Mm -hmm. then a decline, while they were still, like, pretty well off. Yeah, they were, like, rich people poor. Yeah, when the show started. They were like, I feel like I've heard rich people say the term house poor, so maybe I'd use that. <laughs> but I don't know house if I'm poor. using it correctly. Just but, me and my million dollar house is all I got. Yeah, so I feel like they were successful and they had a lot of contacts, but then had a string of bad luck. And I think that she had this ambition and pressure on herself to bring that around. Another thing was, like, her brother worked for Theranos, too. And we got to see him, like, once or twice. And he showed up, he showed up and left pretty like, quickly. Like, little pockets. Like, she gave him yeah. a, a, a position there, and then he just then And he I remember somebody, I think Sunny, was yelling at her in one scene. And then he was like, don't talk to my sister that way. And I was like, oh, that's the, that's the brother. I, I remember him earlier. And then, like, that's... Like, he just pops up a little, and I was like, I, I wonder if he, like, knew, like, I would yeah. I would have liked to know. Don't want to incriminate the brother, yeah, I guess, you don't really you know. know. <laughs> but speaking of people who did knew, Sonny. Sonny so, Balwani. Sonny Balwani, played by Naveen Andrews of, uh, of Lost fame, if you ever watch Lost. Uh, he was really good in that. But uh, he was really good here, too. He was great. Great, great, great. I was, he was the character that I was, like, he's a little bit my favorite, and I wish I'd seen more of him, because I was so curious about because one of the first moments i think of like i guess emotional vulnerability we see of him is him talking about how his dad died and that he was misdiagnosed by a doctor and Mm -hmm. like how he probably could have lived longer if the doctor had known sooner him no having that experience growing up and like then becoming a part of this company didn't makes sense to me so i well, wish i could have seen what well, his it had a beautiful irony to it the problem is that i don't think they really hit it or like uh, address that because that could have been something to address but it kind of just i think they more address like his his ego his ego and like how, why he got involved with the company his anger everybody that i, I feel like i've heard talk about working at 
Theranos has been like Sonny was not my favorite person. Well, in every other scene, he's yelling at yeah. people. Yeah, so I'm like, constantly. I just, I don't, I was like, like he I has, don't like get he it. has no, like either is like zero to one hundred. He's, he's, he's either quietly threatening you like a godfather, or he's like Joe Pesci in Goodfellas, where he's like, I'm just gonna like shoot you, and then like I, he's just always. He's very yelling. intimidating to people. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think she got him involved in the company when she was she needed someone to bail her out financially Mm -hmm. so and then i think he was also wanting to be a part of it for some reason that i can't understand and i wish they had just explained that a little bit more yeah or like gave their interpretation of why yeah of like or even just show this or even just address the just the whole thing of like this is how you're this is what got your father Mm -hmm. I think they did explain very well, though, why everybody was fooled by this. Oh, yeah. They definitely explained that, like, her pitching to everybody. There's a lot of... Because she basically just does a song and dance for people for years. And it's, like, two people. Like, the people that she has on her board are, like, George Schultz and, like, Henry Kissinger and, like, who are, like, previous, like, Secretary of State and, like, Secretary of Defense or whatever, like political people that don't know about biology like if someone said if she came up to you and me and we're like invest in my company and this is a groundbreaking and look at my nanotainer i'd be like "Ooh, yeah you know like i don't know and anytime they anybody like walgreens tried to get their expert in the room that actually mm-hmm. knew about science and stuff to like look at it and she was like well we can't and i feel like a lot of people just joined because of like the FOMO of well, like, well, well, I don't want to well, miss this well, opportunity. No, well, that, but she would also like, basically, you know, she she'd run them in circles, being like, okay, yeah, I'll show you the lab tomorrow, and then tomorrow they'd be like, oh, but we then, have to have a tomorrow, dinner. If she had like somebody else, like, yeah, yeah. Walgreens. Who'd she bring? Like she somebody brought someone else. else in, or she? I think she, she strategically no, no, was no, no, like, no, 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 she didn't strategically or have anyone. She just said we're act like she were on the way to go see somebody. She's yeah. Like, oh, that was it. So she basically she had them. Waiting in the library, she says, okay, we're on the way to go talk to Walgreens now. And they're like, what, you're talking to Walgreens now? And then, yeah, somebody, the, no, Albertsons. I don't know, somebody was, else that wasn't Walgreens she, and while Walgreens she, was there. She threw a Hail Mary bluff. Yeah. And they bit. And her, they're like, oh no, they're going to get it and they're a competitor before us. And like, and we she, need to. And, and she accomplished all this without showing them a damn thing. Which is impressive. For years. This is years. She this like, is like kept saying, I'll show it to you eventually. I was like, this is like a 20-something-year-old, so I'm a little bit impressed just, that she was able to I mean, just... it is... The only weird thing is, I, it'd be more impressive if it was a con. But she, I think she, but she was just trying to buy time until she thought she'd have it ready. Oh, yeah. I think she was definitely one of those people that are like, the way out is through. Like, if, you're, if you walk into a cave and you know that you could just walk back out of the cave and be like, oh, I guess this is a dead end. But she was definitely one of those people like, no, I'm pretty sure that there's a way out at the end of this cave. And, you know, it's like, well, I guess and one or, or the other is going to happen. Yeah, or like someone's you're like... You're going to get lost or, in the cave or you're going yeah, to get caught she, at the end of the committed. cave or you're going to go out. Yeah, She committed, uh, for sure. And so, uh, but yeah, I, the, the cast I think is really great. I love William, uh, William H. Macy and his... Um, yeah. Really angry role is the guy that uh her neighbor, her, her very ne- vindictive like 
um, egocentric neighbor, I guess I would call it. Yeah, very, very egocentric. Uh, I thought I thought he was quite good in a small role. I still loved, even though um, I won't say actually, but I love Stephen Fry as um, as Ian Gibbons, the the you know the British guy. Oh yeah, the that was her employee, Ian Gibbons, who committed suicide because the company put so much pressure on him and like basically I guess threatened him like fired him because he was like the science isn't right and then hired him back but it was a demotion and he was under so much pressure it was super sad too it was very yeah when they hired him back they just put him in front of a because he thinks he's walking back to the labs you absolutely, where he works yeah. at, and then they're like, "No, no, no, you're not working there anymore." And he's like, "What?" And then they just put him in front of a computer. This really was like a, and, an extremely and just intelligent... leave him. And he's like, "What do I do here?" And they just don't tell him. Yeah, this was like an extremely intelligent guy, like a really smart guy that I do believe he was on at least in, from the way the show portrayed it, like from the beginning, and I think fully believed and was excited about discovering something new. And she just threw him away. And yeah, she you threw, just wonder she, about her humanity. And you see, like, that original that crew she had and how, like, they were putting in work. They were passionate. Like, there's this other guy. I forgot his name, but the but the Asian guy that, like, you saw how he's going to go out with his family. Yeah. But then, like, they were in, were they, they were in, were they Norway or Finland? They were, yeah, they were pitching and they, it and something they, else. Yeah. And, and they needed to get something fixed. And he's, like, about to go out to a to like a birthday with his kids because he hasn't been at home because he's been working constantly. And remember how he's going out the door and they're like, we need you to help you problem troubleshoot this thing. And he's just there all day. And you see him all day in front of a FaceTime while his kids go out this thing. And his wife is definitely like giving him like the, this is supposed to be the day, it's supposed to be our day. I think she was understanding. Like, she they was don't, like frustrated. You know, she felt, like, I mean, again, they don't go into her his home yeah. life, but you can definitely see like on her face, like he's like, this hit, yeah. this this hit hard too because you see like he's just in front of the, the computer the entire time and yeah. then you see it it's nighttime his kids come back they've already they got face paint on them they've had a thing he's he's feeling like not only did we not even fix this problem I feel like I, I failed as a dad because my kids yeah. are supposed to be there and so you see all these people that put, that like put in blood sweat and tears and then into she this. just hire like when his machine is not working she hires another scientist and she's like this is the direction we're gonna go. Like, literally, that's mm-hmm. all he, she says to him and looks at him, and he knows, like, he's fired. Mm-hmm. And then, like, yeah, he just goes. Yeah, she's got no loyalty at <laughs> and, all. and it's, like, so in person. Or even that, that secretary that she had that, like... Oh, the one that actually had her back? Yeah, that was trying to help her. She was like, I noticed you were drinking a lot at this work party, so I called someone I, to I, drive you home. And I she called was like, you're fired. I called your boyfriend to come drive you home. You look drunk, and she's like, you're fired. I was like, this, uh, <laughs> I, this isn't, this is a very, I, in, and these people that have worked for the company have been like, this company was like, based on fear or whatever, like... Well, not, it wasn't just based on fear. It was based on what's the word? What's the word? Secrecy. The word was based on com- com- like extreme compartmentalization of information. Yeah. Like no one knew what the other department was doing. Like, and yeah. they wouldn't let anyone tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, and and if you were caught talking, they had security guards be like, "What are you guys talking about over here?" What's the? And then they would sometimes they would fire you. Sometimes they would just move you to another move department. You to another department. So you couldn't so talk. So you couldn't talk to each other. Like different departments weren't allowed to talk to each other. 
And before Erica Chung and Tyler Schultz, who were the whistleblowers, mm-hmm. uh, have said they had to sign an NDA upon just like getting an interview, which I think is super weird mm-hmm. and a red flag. And but they were like, you know, they were like, I'm, I was a recent grad, you know, like I didn't know what was normal. I was like just excited to work for this new Silicon Valley company. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then. Um, they, they, I think Tyler Schultz mentioned, like, he, they have these walls up, like, temporary walls up, so you couldn't actually see the machines. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was like, I remember seeing, like, a maintenance guy come in to fix one of the lights, and he was up there, like, fixing the bulbs, and they had no problem with him, like, seeing over. Mm-hmm. So he was like, that was clear to me that they were, like, fine with someone that didn't, Know what have any on. background in biology looking in they're hiding it specifically from us because we'd be like well this isn't this doesn't make any sense this it, isn't working and it was very cult-like too the way like whenever something would go wrong she'd have, have like a giant meeting and it would be like well you know like 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 they don't believe in us and if and it, it'd be very like one of us one of us, and if you don't... Well, because be- I feel like everybody was really passionate about the vision. Like, any, every time I've seen her talk, it's nothing that I disagree with. Or for being like, don't... Shouldn't there be more accessibility in healthcare? Shouldn't it be more affordable? Shouldn't it be whatever? You know, I'm like, yeah. You know, like, everybody feels that too. But it's like, she's not really answering any questions about... No? How she's going to fix it. She's just restating her vision but also like every time they have a question people get like i'm sorry what's going on over here no we just do this like like they have the whole thing where they like erase any uh any result that's an error so that like so they heighten their success rate oh yeah that was um erica chung's deal i think was Mm -hmm. that her name Uh, i don't know i'm looking for her on the wikipedia and i cannot find the actress that plays her was that the character's name though um, I honestly don't know, and I don't want to. I get think it that wrong. was her deal, though, of like why she became the whistleblower was because she was like they were. Yeah, Erica Chung. Yeah, you're right. They were. Yeah, they weren't giving all of the information, which she was like, even as a recent grad, you know, like step one in anything in science, you definitely want to report all your findings. All your that way, you know and also you what's going well and what's not. And you don't just erase errors because I'm like... Because then, then gonna... how do you learn and how do you know? And, so that and was she, like... Yeah, and when she peeled that uh, the, the the sticker off and she was... And it was like, oh, this is... Oh, this... And it was like such an easy like that's it you just put a sticker over another sticker it's like but it was like even worse than that because not only did they use the siemens machines but they also used the siemens machines and made it worse because they would dilute because they used such a small amount of blood Mm -hmm. i can't say it right because i don't know about this stuff but like they would dilute the blood so that it would run through the siemens machines even though it was such a small amount but the siemens machines already had a dilution process in the machine so they were like pre-diluting the blood Mm -hmm. so they were it was like even more inaccurate results yeah than like not only to say like their own machines not work but the machines that they were putting them on Mm -hmm. to like make it seem like they did work also didn't work yeah uh 
all in all, the plot I think is gripping. Like anyone watching this would be like, "Ooh!" Like every episode. I was stressed ends. out for her. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of had glee whenever I had to watch her kind of worm her way out of a situation where situation. she had to like lie or avoid answering she people has this that great knew scene with that the she board. was because there are people that like could catch that she was hiding something or had something but they could never catch her in it because she was like oh i gotta go do something else i don't know like yeah i my favorite i think was like the scene where she got the board members to hire sunny i thought that was a great moment mm-hmm I really, really like that. Oh, and when she like cries and says, "I'm, yeah. I, you're right. I am, I'm, I am young, and I don't know what I'm doing." And yeah, she definitely like that for sure. Uh, for me, it's just like when she like has that one. Remember the guy who likes to be called Doctor J because he likes basketball oh, or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he, and they just for a day, they're for two days, they're just like, let's just you know, let me, like, oh, let's have a let's have breakfast, and you're like, no, let's just go see the thing, and they're like, oh, okay, let's talk for a while, and there's a lot of presentations and a lot of just buying time until, you know, I don't know what they're buying time for. They didn't really have anything, like they didn't like like, like they didn't plan for people to come ever check out the labs because every time someone comes to check it out, they're just like, oh, what? They're no, like, we don't let have me show the time. you my PowerPoint. Which yeah, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> and always they're like, like, yeah, this is great. Can I actually see it? These which, are great di- diagrams, but since I'm all the way here, can I see it? Which, and they're like, the thing about that is that no, because of a privacy clause. Privacy clause, you might steal our stuff. stuff yeah. Blah 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 blah. Trade yeah. secrets, all that stuff, <laughs> which was hilarious because when a like, which is brilliant on Erica Chung's part in in real life that she hired that she put her letter in of complaint to the. I forgot what department, but it was a department that mm-hmm. was, it was a department that was literally just about checking things off. Mm-hmm. And she's like, they're boring, but you know what they can't be? They don't give a shit about were, presentations. They're just like... Cause cause the, that's what she noticed. She was like, Elizabeth Holmes is very, very good with presentations. When it comes to real... When she's talking to people that really know what they're looking for and real like chemists, mm-hmm. she's not gonna be able to dance yeah. her way through that no, presentation there's, there's no there's no song and dance for that one because there was that scene was quick and to the point and hilarious because that guy's just there and he's like show me the labs and she's like so we have a presentation he's like i don't need to see a presentation just show me the labs i got my checkboard here and we're good to go and then they're just like ah. and then we just cut to like at least a, like at least like an inch so like thick, six months later like well no like like a week later and it's like at least two inches thick of just like all the problems at at this place. It's like this doesn't work. This doesn't work. Shut this down immediately. This place is dangerous. It's giving all the like people all the wrong results. Do you think from the show that at least how she's portrayed in the show that like she meant to defraud people? Meant to, not from the beginning, but once I believe that once she was in too deep, she was like. Or when she felt she was in too deep. But here's the thing. There there were ample times she could have gotten out before she got in deeper. Like where she was like, yeah, I'm in too deep. Let me just pump the brakes and then figure this out on my own time. And not like waste everyone else's time when I'm... When I have experts telling me that we are years away from actually accomplishing this. And I am blowing millions of dollars. And I'm trying... I, I, like she's trying to keep a boat... Of, like she's trying to keep a boat afloat that is still being built at the same time. And she doesn't even sure, and she's not even sure the boat's design. So it's just that kind of thing. Alrighty, now, so I want to hop over to a theme because I feel like there's a they kind of talk about some stuff. So uh, early on in the show, 
Elizabeth Holmes, she meets up with uh, the character Phyllis Gardner, uh, which is this uh, this uh, this woman that was a uh, I forgot I forgot what her position was, but she went to she went to Stanford, right? What was the college that uh, Elizabeth Holmes went to? Mm-hmm. And she, she was the she was the woman you mentioned at the beginning that told her that oh the professor the professor yeah oh, okay and kind of had this whole like oh like we're both women like do me a solid and and you know and she's and like I thought as should... a woman you'd be excited about me wanting to try new things and then she was like I'm not it's I'm not discouraging of you as a woman I'm just saying that like what you're doing isn't gonna work. And if you do do it and fail, it's going to be harder for other women. Yeah. And Which is unfortunate that it's like... It's unfortunate, as but As a true. woman, you have to but, not but on fail t- ever. I think But on top so of it, it wasn't even... What made it worse is not only did she fail, but she failed lying. It wasn't like mm-hmm. she tried on it. Like, it wasn't like an honest try... Where she where she didn't fraud and like you know, but and, I think that's why she felt like she needed to. Yeah, oh yeah, that's definitely where the pressure came from. Where she where she couldn't, but that that addedness just made it was like just added to the point that it's like not even like oh we don't like oh we think women are incompetent. It's like oh no, you might be lying to us. You know what I mean? Because I don't know. But again, like you know, the first one is the you know the the, the first one like kind of sets the pace for everything, unfortunately, and they kind of hit that, and they kind of hit that with like. Uh, I don't know if Erica Chung like brought it up, but I know that like they kept, kept hitting the point home that oh, it's so exciting to see a young woman like you know like running a business this you know like like running a business this big you know. Do you think that was like part of why she was able to like along with her family connections and like her ethnicity? Like, maybe that was also part of it, of why she was able to succeed in Silicon Valley was, like, they, there was a hole there that needed to be filled. We had Steve Jobs. We had, what's his name, Mark Zuckerberg. We need a a woman now that's going to also be another young entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs young? I don't know. But, you know, we need a female at at this, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Do I think what? Like, maybe that was part of, like, why... People believed her? Or, or, no, not or, why, but I guess why they why we were rooting for her. Like, or or I guess why, why people... people were, why people were rooting for her? At the beginning, like, oh, yeah. people... Like, before it got to, like, us, like, why, why investors and people in Silicon Valley want it? Like, they were like, oh, yes, there's a hole here. We need... We need women, too. We need women yeah. leader entrepreneurs, too. It's, we'll invest in this. And and investing in it is good optics, right? Like, you know, like it's like you want to be on the quote-unquote right side of history where it's like I supported the first, you know, like like female, like tech genius. I feel like FOMO genius. did have a large part to play in this when it came to investors and just like people in general. Like that one, one I don't know, lab professor at Stanford scene, we see her... Being like, oh yeah, these guys were your students too, right? And he was like, yeah, and I didn't invest in their company. Maybe I should have. Mm-hmm. And it was like some big company that I can't remember now. But, um, and and that's why what got him on the board of her company. Mm-hmm. 
was her being like, yeah, didn't you miss out on this opportunity? You should be on my opportunity. And he was like, yeah. And then, and and, and I guess. I feel what, like she plays into that. She plays into history. She plays, oh, she plays into. She plays into that a lot. Definitely, like, whenever anybody questions her, she's like, this is she'll, sexism. Oh, she, oh, 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 yeah, she'll play the sexist Which card a lot. Which is so frustrating because it's like, that's a real thing, obviously, you know, as we all know. So it's, like, frustrating when someone uses it. Willy-nilly. Yeah. It's like, like a pulling a Jesse, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's, going for, it's, it's going for desperate cheap points. Um, there's a, there's a really funny scene near the, uh, I think it's maybe the last episode where she's on the phone, just naming off, like, important women when, when her and Sunny are trying to, like, get investors after, Mm -hmm. like, like, after it all starts going down the toilet. And she's like, Amelia Earhart and, and, and other... Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks. Um, other people. Other people. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, what is this conversation even? Frustrating that she would use something that is real and true and probably happened to her too she probably faced a lot of sexism too but like to use that when you're when when the accusations against you are true is yeah because because here's the thing every time at least depicted in the show every time someone questioned her it was a legitimate question that she just didn't answer so it at least looked more like she played that card yeah. Then it was actually a, then the sexism actually being applied or the sexist like stuff being actually applied to people just not thinking she had it. Like they'd be like, so what? You, so, so so show me the thing how it works, and she would always be unprepared or dancing was, around the answer. Yeah, I think I was looking at past things that like when Steve Jobs has responded to criticism versus when Elizabeth Holmes has responded to criticism, and I feel like they kind of responded in similar ways. Steve Jobs, though, always started with saying, like, yeah, I see your point, and there is fault, and maybe I'm wrong. And I think that's where Elizabeth Holmes messed up. If she, she never preambled no, that. She, Even if Steve Jobs was being fake she also in saying can't, that. She also, not, she also can't pivot very well. Like, if she's if someone holds her to task. Like, we watched a video of an interview, and you said, and there's the whole thing of she keeps kind of reiterating the pitch when she... Yeah. If she's asked anything about the science... She loves that nanotator. She'll talk about the nanotator until the end of time. They'll be like, so how does the science work? And she's like, well, we have this tube and it's called a nanotainer. And this, 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 and this. And I'm like, great. How does it work? Like, she'll name off their inventions. Over and over and over again. But she won't actually talk about how it works. Why can I, why do I only need a little drop of blood? Which other CEOs... They love talking about how smart they are and their technology. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like they'll talk about that all day long. They're like, yes, I'll tell you exactly what we did of why it worked for us and not for other people and why we're smarter and why our company is better. But I feel like she skips over that, which is odd and feels like secretive like she's being secretive and she's like i don't want to talk about that because other people might try and steal our technology but apparently that's like not cool to do because they hid that when they did that with siemens Mm -hmm. so i don't know i don't know the law of that stuff but i'm like i feel like even if you did share it they couldn't just take it because of patents and stuff Mm -hmm. i don't know now 
I guess as we kind of come come to a close here, what was your thought on I guess the final couple episodes? Do you think it really? Do you think it wrapped up uh, in a satisfying way? I do. I do. I think so. I wanted uh, more, but yeah, I do think so. Because there was definitely a moment that uh, when we watched it um, that bothered you. I wasn't bothered with it, but it, but once you wrote points about it, it definitely it it, it definitely did ring false. Uh, you were talking about the lawyer. Um, oh yeah. Bringing up like, shouldn't you feel guilty for like all for like the fact that you've been making you've been having people take tests and giving them knowing that they probably have the wrong diagnosis from these you know from these tests, and it could lead to you know harm and, and or death. This is the same lawyer that like pressured Ian Gibbons into committing suicide. And the first thing she said is, we need your laptop. Right? Yeah, because his wife reached out to her after his death. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, to inform him of his death? I don't know what the email was about. But she, um, I mean, Elizabeth Holmes never responded but she did get a email from, like, an assistant or something that just said, we need all his laptop and all his Theranos stuff. Mm-hmm. Very cold. Not yeah. even uh, our condolences. No. We send you... our condolences, not even, like, flowers with nothing. Just, yeah, like, they really can her... we get our laptop Yeah, they never back. even, like, have give her, like, a private moment of, like, okay, I do feel bad, but she I gotta did, be... Uh... She did have a moment of, was that our fault? Yeah. And they were like, no. And then she was like, okay. I feel yeah. like, I don't know. She's kind of like, not going to lie, she's pretty cold from the outset to anyone mm-hmm. that actually had her back, you know, through the early days. Even Sunny at the end, when their when their relationship is coming to a close. Oh, that was a great scene, though, where she, like, flips it up. Sunny she... is like, why do you not care about me anymore? Which is kind of weird to me. Him saying that, because like I was like, the, you didn't because like see difference? it. No, or just because I was like, well, no, cause he, you know, because he, he went I guess other, I've never been a, through a breakup where I didn't see it coming. But you I know? guess here's and the I thing. feel like Sunny, you didn't like see it that this wasn't gonna work out. So here's the thing, and this is a very this kind of kind of has a parallel to the 500 days theme of like the guy having. The guy's idea of the thing not yeah, ma- he, not matching he reality. Was saying, I, I guess I, like I invented you. And I feel yeah. like and I feel like everyone's reality, everyone's idea of her was what they wanted to be. Like you know how you like uh, there's a line that one of that one of the characters says he's played by the guy from Mad Men. I forgot the actor's name. Something George Schultz. I believe the character, right? George he Schultz. He plays the grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. So George Schultz, he has that line where he's like, "I like he he believed it because he wanted it to be real." Like he like he, everybody did though. Yeah, but here's the thing: wanting something to be something can blind you to so like like. I guess I'm, I guess I'm, I. That's where I don't. You've never wanted see. You've, you've never you've never wanted something so bad or or so, something to a point that you, the reality of it is lost on well, you. Well, the thing is, I'm not like. George Schultz is a very, you know, wealthy guy. So mm-hmm. I'm not. So I'm like, I don't. If if I want something so bad, I'm used to my dreams not coming true. <laughs> that sounds depressing, but it's like I'm. No, that's I'm just, used. That's, to, <laughs> that's just cynical realism. <laughs> I'm used to not having used to my not things, way. You're used to things not working out, so yeah, you've never so gotten I'm, blinded by because the thought of, of that. Them being I'm going right. to question. Everything. So even, and even and when then it works if it out, does yeah. work out, I'm gonna be like, huh. really? 
You know? <laughs> like, I'm like, no. You know? Like, I'm going to be like, wait, are you sure that that's true? Like, I'm going to double, triple, cut, quadruple check because I'm just not used to just having things work out for me. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe he, at this point in his life, has he was like nine, what is in his 90s by now. Yeah, he was And old. has had a very successful life and uh, in history. A, he had a balling house. Yeah. Uh, was he you was, know, mm-hmm. I think he, he, he did very well for himself and was not used to being incorrect about decisions he made in his life or in his career. So it was unusual maybe for him to be wrong or to misjudge somebody yeah and i think he didn't know what that was so when all of a sudden his like 20 something year old grandson was like hmm i think you might be wrong he was like no i'm that's never happened and, to me before. and here's the thing the grandson even proposed it in a very tact way of just saying just ask questions yeah just maybe ask more questions, ask questions. and he was like no I will not ask questions. This is this is what I this is this is this what is I believe what I it think, to be. Yeah. Get out of my house. And I think like, yeah, because he's just so used to being right. Clearly, this is someone that's made. Yeah, and uh, but to be fair, I mean the guy's old, and I feel like if you've if every if most if the majority most of my decisions have been have, correct have worked out. Or yeah, obviously, or have worked out. Yeah, since the since the mansion we're sitting in. Yeah. <laughs> Hence everything, and I hooked you up with this connection. I also feel that, too, like, maybe he, maybe George Schultz had a pressure of, like, I was the one that got you this position, and now you're questioning it. And maybe he was, like, stressed out about, that's going to look badly on me, especially maybe he's, like, had other friends that have invested in the company, too, that are now, like, Wait, now, George, all of a sudden you're, like, coming to me saying you were wrong? Like, I've invested all of this money into it because you told me to. So maybe there was, like, an embarrassment there, too, which I can I can empathize with that and feel that. Like, if I told you, like, hey, this is a really great company, you should invest even a small amount of money, even, like, $1,000, like, I'm sure they invested, like, billions. So I'm, like, just saying, like, $1,000, which is a lot, you know, for me, Mm -hmm. into this company. It's going to work out. And then I come back and have to tell you, hey, so turns out um, that was a fraud. Like, you know? (laughs) So I'm sure he also just didn't want to have to... He didn't want to believe that because he didn't want to have to go back and tell all of his people that he had told that that wasn't... That this was legitimate, that it wasn't, and that their money was probably just gone. Yeah. So there's, like, a pressure to that, too. Right. I mean, again, there are plenty of ways, plenty of ways to look at it, like, why she would continue when things look bad. But, yeah. And then, and, and, and I, honestly, I feel like, not that being said, I feel like the reasons you've come you know we've kind of come up with or and and you've definitely seen i feel like i i thought about them more than i felt them that's true yeah that's a good point from the show yeah like i didn't really feel that that pressure but theoretically it makes sense that that pressure would be there but i felt more like i felt more what drove her forward was ambition than the pressure 
then like the pressure to like you know we talk about with her family and stuff I feel like feeling it more would have taken the show would have upped it a notch for me like one more point because I, I again I feel like a little something extra. Missing, just something and I don't something. know what but I do because, feel like everybody everything, everything, did great everything everything else was on was firing on all cylinders the acting was good the you know the direction was solid uh, the writing was fine. Amanda Seyfried, uh, Amanda Seyfried was killing it. Uh, Naveen Andrews was killing it. Everything was good. It Everybody, was just... like, yeah. The writing, the acting, everything. And I, it's like, I wish I could pinpoint exactly why I felt that. Of, I wish I wanted more. And I, I'm not sure if that's, like, a bad or good thing. Cause sometimes you leave a show and you're like, you want more. And you're like, oh, yeah. But, like, in a good way. But I don't know why this felt like I want more. It was lacking. And I feel like there should be more. It was la- I don't know. And you know what I think? And I'll say this about Amanda Seyfried's performance. She kind of... I feel like she kind of kept kept us at arm's length. I feel like that's her Elizabeth Holmes. I know, though. but this is supposed to be a character study of No, but Elizabeth, Elizabeth Holmes, Holmes, I think that's a very good thing, though, because I think Elizabeth Holmes was someone that definitely didn't let everybody in but you know what i'll also say this i guess because i was so kind of guess she because her whole thing is to keep keep us at arm's length i felt detached from her by the end in terms of and also she seems super detached from the whole ordeal when we see her like in the last scene before her little breakdown you know when she's just really in in reality from outside perspective because i think they were taking what they knew Mm-hmm. I guess maybe oh, yeah, and take, to, taking certain creative. Oh yeah, freedoms. you have to take a lot of liberties with it. Yeah, but I feel like we really didn't really have anything to go on. I mean, I don't know because I didn't really like research that much, or I don't. I don't know if I. I, I was following the it, news story, but not that closely. So I feel like I didn't know. Cause she's in she's in our area. She's in the SF Bay area, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing her walking her dog and having reporters hound her, and she just didn't react to them. She mm-hmm. didn't comment. She didn't feel the need to engage with them at all. So I think that's probably what she gave. I think she was at like that. I don't know that park. I forget. I forget now, but. That park in San Francisco. <laughs> that park, and you know, the parks. <laughs> I guess SF has one park. We have parks, but I'm, yeah, there was just like camera people, and she was like being hounded, and then, you know, didn't mm. talk at all. And I think that's probably exactly what the press got of it felt very like she just removed herself from the narrative. Yeah. and Didn't want to be involved, and we just had that moment of her screaming at the end there which i think was a creative liberty probably it was definitely probably different clear and you know just kind of dealing with it all and and she was like let me just you know what this was so stressful let me be young and i want to go to burning man with my boyfriend burning man with my super hot 10 years younger than me boyfriend rich rich i don't know i feel air right i don't i think that was strategic too i think it was very strategic of her because i think she's gonna I guess maybe it's mean of me to say, but I feel like she needs someone to pay her legal fees. So Ooh. he's very wealthy and he's going to be able to pay that. And she's pregnant too. She ha- Or no, she has a child with him too. 
And I think it was going to look more sympathetic on the stand to be pregnant or a mother well, on the stand. That being said, I guess we can kind of talk about it. It's, it's Which it, I think is It's genius. not a... It, it, now they don't ever go into her her court her court stuff in this show, but uh, kind of looking into that, uh, you did talk about uh, like that she like like that she got off on uh, several accounts. She got off on four, four out ca- of eleven, I think. Because no wait, she got convicted of four. Four out, out of, of 11. eleven. Yeah, but you mentioned that like a lot of the jury just liked her. Like they, yeah, and that actually did wonders for her. She on did getting great. Off I think things. court cameras were not allowed in the courtroom. I think, but apparently, she did really, really great on the stand. Yeah, and a lot of people just keep, and I, I heard this repeated a couple of times, that people just believed that she believed it. They believed that she, in the passion she had. And at the end, is, what she tells the lawyer, she's like, we under-delivered on the promise we made. Which that sentence doesn't sound like a crime to me either, you know? Yeah, and I guess it's true. I mean, here's the thing. they The show also, when it ends, gives you one of those, and here's what happened after the show. This kid, this person went to here. This person went here. This person's going to trial for this. This person's going to trial for that. And the show really doesn't. They don't. They don't ever really address who gets who was hurt from these diagnoses yeah. because it's only really ever the the people she's kind of defrauded for money that is at the end. That we just have that those sentences of like this person. A lot of people were misdiagnosed. Here's a couple. And they don't really go into specific cases. Like, 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 which I wish they had. Like where because because then it would then there'd be more weight to like this is how like this is what this messing is how, with human lives. It's gets. just like obviously I can imagine how much she messed with people's lives. But her I feel like at the end even just saying, Yeah, we 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 over promised yeah, and under-delivered, or, or, yeah, under-delivered I yeah. feel like is m- making light of it and on the stand if I was a juror I'd be like I mean yeah that happens sometimes you know like I feel like I can see that happening in a courtroom where you're like as a juror trying to be unbiased and being like well yeah I guess maybe she did think and things happen in businesses and I'm not a chemist i'm not a biochemist whatever yeah but when it comes to human human lives exactly to just say i I mean maybe that happened in the courtroom where they did actually hear the victim's statements i don't know but the problem is they don't bring it up in this show yeah that's what like the only time we ever see actual patients is the one time that they go to like that that uh that one place in arizona and even her we don't see her out we don't see her story we just see see her being like oh that was it oh that was a great experience or whatever and that's it. We don't see the amount of people that were misdiagnosed and how that affected their lives. Yeah, you know what this movie ne- needed, and there's a movie I love called um, "Up in the Air" with George Clooney and um, yeah, Anna Kendrick. And there's it's all about firing people, right? And there's a and her whole th- and Anna Kendrick's whole thing is that like we don't need to like do it in person anymore. We can do it over you know Skype or whatever, and. She fi- and they fire somebody, and she's just like, okay, cool, right? 
and then like later on in the sh- like and she's super detached from it and like oh, okay cool and that felt super detached and I feel good about it even though you know nobody wants to be the person to fire somebody though, which is why this show's premise movie's premise is so like interesting about a guy who likes to fire people but then like near the end of the movie you find out that guy jumped off a bridge right and just hearing that like messed her up and she's just like was I was I responsible? Was me firing somebody the reason they reason they killed themselves? And which is why I think she quit the job or or, or quit or did something. And so just the whole idea of like at least having one name, you know what I mean? Like one name to kind of be the, the face of the people. I feel like that for me that was to... Ian. Ian? Yeah. I know he wasn't misdiagnosed or anything, but I don't think so. I don't feel because I guess he wasn't. Again, I, I feel like he was. He was in the realm of the people that worked with her that just got you know. But I don't know. For me, it felt like a betrayal. But I. But but it yeah. wasn't just like a. That person that's just there for a scene that like oh I'm here to help uh, like like oh I'm here to help you and then, it turns out I not I not only didn't help you but like it actually got you killed. He was just so. Lovable and yeah. smart and funny. Nice. And I love his relationship with the other guy. And his there. wife, I f- like. Oh, Hillary Clinton. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy thinks that, that actress looks a lot like Hillary Clinton. Am I wrong? <laughs> she would kill it. She would kill <laughs> it as Hillary Clinton. I forgot I the actor. I think that. But she is great. She played uh, Meredith Grey's mother. I think I watched an interview though with his 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 real life wife. And my God, like that's heartbreaking for me. I think maybe, maybe because I watched that and then the show. I don't know if the show it fully like made me feel for his character, but I don't know. I feel like they did a oh, great the act- job. Oh, the actor did a great job, and no, I'm saying because I watched like an interview with his wife. His, oh, his oh, so wife. oh, so you're talking about how you kind of yeah. took feelings from so the I'm real like, person into the been, show. So I'm like, it could have been, it could have been that, but I do feel. But I think I watched that interview after I watched the show. Mm-hmm. So from the show, and now it's getting all convoluted. Yeah. But I do like feel like from the show, I was like that scene of her, just. They don't even show. They just show her knocking on the bathroom door. Oh, that, that broke yeah, the, my yeah, heart. Yeah, and like the dogs. I'm like and, and like the dogs, tearing up and, and now. Like the, and like the dogs were at the door too. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, I'm tearing up now just thinking it. Like it was done well. That was so. Ma- and she was and just scene, like moved on with her company and, after that. And, and, and the scene with before you see him outside with his dogs, and he's just and it's just a quiet scene. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They don't say anything, but it's. I, I think it's. That broke my yeah. heart. And Stephen Fry like, and Stephen Fry killed it. Like 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 you immediately nope. fall in love with Stephen Fry. You yeah. immediately fall in, like I believed he was this guy. Like he was so smart and like interesting. And and when the whole company like or the that 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 uh, department of the company like bands with him. And it's like, we're not going to work until he's back. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, what a beautiful moment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that even really happened. But if so, like... Well, because he had that relationship but that with that one other scientist guy. that They were like the best friends there. 
And Ember, like, he, like, went out. Yeah, but, yeah, it's but very that, much... I feel like, for me, he was the face of all the victims. I, I just don't... I, I feel like he was the fa- I feel like he was a victim of the company. For... But, I, yeah. but, but, but he felt closer to her than... Than, the people, a, than an outside than person outside, that outside actually person. got misdiagnosed. Misdiagnosed, yeah. yeah. And I feel like a person being misdiagnosed... And is a vi- different story. And just I, I, like at least a face to be like, oh no, like you like even just to know a little bit about them, so that like when you're like, oh, they have so much hope that this is gonna work out, and and you know it's not. Yeah, but that was just a heartbreaking story for me, and like I don't know, like that was that was brutal. That was really really brutal and hard to watch, and I don't know, like what do you even say? Respect to Ian Gibson's family and mm-hmm. love and prayer and all that to them. I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That was that really touched me. Yeah, it was. Like, it I'm was, feeling. I'm feeling something that was, here. That was probably the most in terms of feeling for someone's loss. That was probably the most I, I felt in the show for sure. But uh, yeah, I feel like we've kind of reached the end in what we can talk about in the show. So let's wrap it up with a rating. What would you give this show out of 10? You go first. Me? Yeah. Well, let me see. We got great acting. We got uh, solid directing. I don't think the directing was anything special, but it was definitely it was definitely good. Um, I do think that the whole little thing at the end with the lawyer and her screaming at the end felt a little too Hollywood. It felt like a little it felt a little too like we need to give them some kind of reaction, some kind of like feeling that she's so cold to everything but yeah um the show did not surpass my expectations but it did meet it did it, it did do very good so i'm probably gonna give this one probably an eight out of ten i feel the same eight out of ten eight out of ten yeah that's fair rating i think all right Well, thank you for joining us at First Glance. You can find us on the Apple Podcast app, and you can find us on Podbean. And until next time, I'm Jeremy McKinley. I'm Maggie Blue. Thank you for joining us.